Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 58 of Date Yourself Radio. My name is Veronica and I am your host of this podcast and I am also a dating coach for smart, ambitious women who wanted to find love yesterday. I am also the creator of the Dating Mindset Bootcamp. And speaking of the bootcamp, if you're listening to this show the day that it aired, which is February 23rd, that's a Thursday, then today is the last day that you can register for the Dating Mindset Bootcamp. So if you've been procrastinating on joining, then it's time to end that procrastination so that you don't miss out. And if you've just kind of been hearing about it, maybe you've been seeing my emails about it, but haven't really checked it out, then I really do encourage you to take about five, 10 minutes, go to veronicagrant.com forward slash bootcamp, and just check it out and read through the testimonials, read through through just my philosophy and my background and how I approach dating. I think I approach it from a unique perspective as a mindfulness and yoga instructor and my my other part of my business. And um, and just see if it's the right fit for you. And if not, no worries, no hard feelings from me. Um, but if it's something that you think will really help you and, and it really resonates you and will help you to make dating a little less crappy and to actually find and keep your perfect for you partnership, then I highly encourage you to, to join us. I've got different payment levels that you can pick from so that I can... Um, really have as many women from various socioeconomic uh, backgrounds as possible. And I will not be opening up the bootcamp again at the very earliest. It'll be in September 2017. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. A lot of things are going on for me the next couple of of months with getting married and moving and all of that fun stuff. So it's really hard for me to say for sure when it'll be happening again. So definitely make sure you, uh, you check it out at veronicagrant.com forward slash bootcamp. Now, if you're listening to this after the 23rd, which I know many of you do, or maybe you're new to the community, so welcome, then you can still head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash work, so that's W-O-R-K, and just check out the different ways that I can support 
support you. So if you are looking to up your game with dating and try something different and you're sick of the games and you're ready to be done with all of that crap and you want to feel better about yourself and you want to feel confident, then again, check out veronicagrant.com forward slash work and just see the different ways that I can support you. I have a range of options, both including one-on-one, some things coming down the pipeline that I don't want to share yet, but some of those things will include actual face-to-face live person interaction. So lots of stuff going on there. And if you don't want to miss out on anything that's going to be happening over in this community the next few months, then make sure you get onto my email list where I often or will open up enrollment for various different programs, including retreats and all that kind of stuff to my list first. So head over to veronicagrant.com and there you can sign up to be on my newsletter. And I also share what I believe to be some of the most soulful data advice on the internet. And it's not what I share in the podcast. So it's something just for my newsletter subscribers. So make sure you get on that. If you are just listening to me through your earbuds, you have an opportunity to get more goodness and advice from me to you. All right. So I just want to let you know that I am actually airing a rerun today on the podcast. I feel a little funny about it, I'm not going to lie, but I just wanted to share one of the most popular podcast episodes that we've had. And this was an episode that I aired um, almost a year ago at this point. It's one of the first episodes. It was originally episode number 16. And I interviewed my friend Linda Ugalo. And Linda is actually a coach, mostly for entrepreneurs, perhaps maybe for some uh, business people as well, but she really helps people to feel confident talking and speaking both in, in public speaking, but also on video so they don't sound so awkward or weird or forget their lines or anything like that. And I've actually done some work with London. She's helped me with my own confidence on video. So if you've ever seen me on a webinar or Facebook Live or anything like that, then I can thank a lot of that to Linda. But I wanted to invite her onto the show. Don't worry, she's not going to talk about how to feel confident talking on a video because that may not be applicable to you at all. Or if it is, then make sure you go check out Linda at the end. She gives you her links to how you can find her and work with her. But what we discovered is a lot of the skills and the tools that she teaches to entrepreneurs to feel more comfortable behind the camera or in front of the camera are the same exact tools and skills that you can use to feel more confident on a date. It's one of the most popular episodes, and because I know confidence is so, so, so big for many of my listeners and my clients just feeling like you're constantly being judged or wondering what the other person is thinking of you or wondering if you're too fat or just don't look good enough or you're not pretty enough or whatever the lack of enoughness is, it comes up for all of us. And it's almost like a universal human issue. And so she's going to help you to feel just more confident and um, be a little bit less worried and fearful before a date. And also she'll, um, at the very end, I talked to her a little bit about how to network. So if you want to go to meetup groups or social events or networking events, and that just gives you the, the heebie-jeebies, then she's got some good tips for you there to, uh, there as well. So as you listen in, I want you to consider these questions. Do you struggle with feeling confident on a date? Or do you struggle to stay present? And are you obsessing over what they think or if they're into you or when you'll actually see them again or what the status of the relationship is? Do you have a ritual to get into the right headspace for a date? so that you can feel calm and comfortable and collected? And do you feel comfortable going to networking events, meetup groups, or other social events, or do you avoid them at all costs, or do you feel like you can only go to those events if you're going with someone or a group of people? All right, so before we get on to the episode, I just want to remind you that if you are if you haven't listened to the podcast for a while and you've already listened to this episode when it originally aired, then I want to encourage you to re-listen because every time you listen to something like over and over again, my boot campers will know this as they go through the programs multiple times, you get more and more out of it and you're going to hear something in a different way. Something's going to resonate with you differently. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you've listened to this episode before, then please stay tuned because I promise that you will learn something different and something new. All right. So without further ado, let's get straight to my interview with Linda. (music) 
Hello, Linda. Welcome to the show. I am so, so thrilled to be chatting with you today. Veronica, I am really excited to be here too. Good, good. Well, let's start. Um, So I know you pretty well. um, But can you share with the listeners today just a little bit about you? Like, what's your story? And how do you help people? Well, how I help people, what my focus is right now is helping people get comfortable inside their bodies, Mm -hmm. whether it's how to find ease and flow in their work, or more specifically, I'm focusing on helping people to feel natural and comfortable in front of the camera, whether it's having photos taken of you or being on video or standing in front of your audience or talking to people at like a networking event, or in this case, maybe a date. Um, I love that. And obviously why I brought you onto, uh, onto the show today. And as you all know, I mentioned in the introduction, um, that Linda has helped me feel more comfortable on video. So if you're inside my bootcamp or a private client, you've probably seen some video messages, um, that I've sent you or webinars and none of that was going on before I started working with Linda. So she knows her stuff. So I can't wait for her to share all of her, nuggets of wisdom. So let's talk about first, how did you how did you get to that? How did you start helping people, um, you know, feel more comfortable in their bodies being in front of people? Well, I've been a movement specialist all my life, really. So I started dance as a young child, probably Mm -hmm. three. And I wasn't much of a talker at that point. I had a speech impediment. And I was just really spacey. And everyone called me a space cadet, but I did love to express myself through movement. And as I matured and I went to college, I I got very interested in using movement as a healing modality. And I got a master's degree in expressive therapies. And I never worked clinically. I wanted to work with, you know, like the average person and helping them feel more at ease and comfortable in their bodies and enjoying what it was to move to music and in, and also to tune into oneself so that you feel more present in whatever you're doing. And let's see, how did that translate to working with entrepreneurs? I, at some point recently, several years ago, I decided to join the online space and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was, I just had this intuitive hit that this was a place for me to express more of what I was meant to do during my lifetime, to have an impact on people. I didn't really feel like I could um, reach the, I live in the suburbs and it's not necessarily the community that I felt like would really respond to what I wanted to do, but the entrepreneurial world seemed very open, eager, and needing this kind of work. So, so, um, it wasn't really until maybe a year and a half ago that this particular direction became evident to me as a way that I could really significantly help people achieve what they were looking to achieve and that I actually had those tools to give them through all, you know, the history of my work. And I've Mm -hmm. also been a performer for 35 years and I've sung and danced and spoken from stage all, you know, nationally in the U S and also abroad on four different tours. So I have all that performing experience and Mm -hmm. that, you know, from starting off in my twenties and feeling kind of awkward and, you know, stage frightened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's interesting because of even with the dance, which was like my home base, mm-hmm. I felt very um, inhibited, you know, to be seen or just very self-conscious until I learned how to uh, shift my attention really and kind of build a sense of inner presence that allowed me to feel completely at ease being seen. Hmm. And, and then I was able from that point on till now, or in the last several years to broaden that or generalize that experience to also 
speaking, not just dan uh, dancing, but speaking. And now, funny enough, even though I've been singing with this group for 35 years, I've also been carrying a lot of inhibitions around that. And now I'm able to like coach myself, quote unquote, in becoming more, you know, easeful with my singing as well, which is a real joy because I've been taking voice lessons for 35 years. <laughs> Okay, so I want to um, pause there for a second, because you, you got into something that we talked about offline earlier, which is um, replacing self consciousness with self awareness. And so I just want um, to share a little bit about like what that looks like what that means, because I think that might be something that women can definitely embrace when they're going on dates, whether it's the first date or early on in a relationship, or even going to some sort of like networking or meetup event. Um, so you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really key because what happens when we self-consciousness is all about looking for approval externally. Mm -hmm. We're looking to make sure that we're okay, that we are, you know, lovable, likable, that we're valuable, that we're worthy. And we're, we're placing the key of that in someone else's pocket, so to speak. You know, we're waiting to hear from others that we are okay. Whereas self-awareness kind of turns it around and it presupposes that just by being here, we are all those things. We can totally just relax. A child, when you look at a, a young child, they don't worry about that. They know it. They are in it. They, they know that they're adorable, lovable, likable, you know, if they're in a healthy home, of course. But that's how we come into the world. And then slowly it gets worn away. So going from self-consciousness to self-awareness is about reclaiming your inner authority, your inner knowing. And the way you do that is very simple. It's all about feeling inside yourself with your sensations, with your emotions, and just feeling your body. It's as simple as that. And it's vaster than that, but it's as simple as that. So for instance, like here I am on this podcast, but I also have a sense of feeling my feet where they are, where I am sitting with crossed legs. So I feel my legs crossed. I feel how I'm seated on my chair. I feel my breath flowing in and out as I speak. And I I feel my gestures in my body and not just that I'm aware of them, but I'm enjoying them. So it's this sense of being in your body and enjoying that feeling of being bodyful, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and when your attention, because our brains work in a particular way, which is that they only hold certain things in its attention at one time, you can only hold, I don't know, maybe it's three things. Mm -hmm. So, so if you are feeling your body and if you're enjoying the sound of your voice or you're feeling the energy of, you know, from your body, you feel like the energy of the space that you're in, including the people that you're with, like just feeling what the vibe is, that takes up all of your, your mental cognition, so to speak. And then also listening and, you know, understanding or formulating your words so that there's no space for worrying about what the other person feels. But it's not just not giving space to it. It's also choosing not to give space to it. And just mm -hmm. presupposing with our, you know, choosing the perspective of, of course I'm likable. Of course I'm attractive. Of course I am worthy. And I am bringing myself in my full awareness of my, you know, living bodied experience to this situation, to this meeting, this encounter, and let's enjoy it. I love that. Um, and it reminds me of this concept that I learned back when I was doing, um, when I was a health coach and in that world of, you know, the way you stop eating, um, the way you stop eating, uh, you know, donuts or sugar is not just not eat it, but crowd it out with other things. And yeah. so I just see a parallel of, you know, not not being worried or thinking about the what ifs or the shoulda, woulda, couldas or, or whatever, but just simply filling your mind up with with other thoughts. Um, 
I really like that. So for someone though, and maybe I don't know if this was part of uh, your story, but for someone who, um, you know, maybe isn't quite in at the level of self confidence um, that that you're in, like how can they start? You know, if they don't even believe that they are pretty enough or good enough or worthy enough, like what are some things to do to start owning owning that space? I think number one is to change how you speak to yourself. Mm. So every day when you get up and you pass that mirror, speak to yourself with a nice endearment, like, hello, sleepyhead, or hey, gorgeous. (laughs) And even though your hair is a mess and your eyes are all squinchy, let yourself, like imagine a young child or something that comes into your bedroom in the morning and they're rubbing their eyes and you go, hello, sweetheart. That's how you need to speak to yourself all the time. That will make a huge difference because that gives the message to yourself that you feel that way about yourself. You see, no one can make you feel less than without your permission. So if you are inviting that, then that's what you're doing. You're inviting that. Hmm. I love that. So um, so basically what you're saying, just to make sure that I understand it's clear that, um, you know, if you believe in some level that you're ugly or not good enough, then you're basically inviting someone else to also believe. Yeah. Or whatever you're always going, if that's what you're focusing on, that's what you're focusing on. And that's what you Mm -hmm. are experiencing. So change your experience by changing the way you speak to yourself. We should always speak to ourselves the way we would speak to our most cherished loved ones. Our best friends, our, whether it's family members, but that's, and that is a practice. And then mm-hmm. it become then you become your own best buddy. I love that. It's so nice. So, okay. So let's keep going on with, you know, the first date or, you know, any date in an early relationship, um, obviously can be really uh, nerve wracking and our shit's probably coming up, you know, asking these very questions that we're talking about. Um, so you talk, um, we talked a little bit offline about, um, uh, um, spiritual perspectives on preparing for a first date, like visualization and things like that. Can you walk us through what you mean by that? And just some tips that, um, people listening can take before they go on a date. Yeah, that's great. So I want to, if, it's okay. I want to just back up a little bit sure. because I feel that there are some other attitudinal practices that we can use to help us. One, you know, so I mentioned how we speak to ourselves. Another one is giving yourself permission to not be perfect. Ooh. Perfection is a real killer because it doesn't really exist. And so you're always not going to reach it. Mm-hmm. So allow yourself to kind of bumble a little bit that no know, knowing that our bumbling is endearing and it makes us human. It makes us relatable. No one, you know, it's uncomfortable to be with someone who you feel is perfect. So yeah. allow yourself to be perfectly imperfect. And that will also give you a lot of slack in allowing, you know, yourself not to feel like the pressure to perform. So one is, so the first one, if I'm going to like recap what we talked about is to allow yourself to be kind of inside your body, allow yourself to feel grounded, feel your, feel where your body parts are. Because a lot of times, you know, this happens on stage, people go out on stage and they say to me, I I couldn't even feel my legs. I felt like I was floating out there and I was so scared. So it's really important to feel into your feet, feel into your legs in particular. So number two is to, before you go out on a date, look in the mirror and tell yourself how awesome you are because there's nothing hotter than feeling like you're hot. Mm. You know, number three, like in terms of um, perspective is knowing that we are all uniquely extraordinary in our appearance. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we tend to feel like we should go towards the average, but really let's celebrate the beauty of diversity and the diversity of beauty that we are each unique and no one else is going to be just like you. And that's so special. 
ever, yeah. ever. You know, we have our own combination of genes and culture and expression. And that, you know, just wear it and infuse it with your, like, own it. Own it. Own your size. Own your shape. Own your your hair, your your features, you know, own your own radiance. And that is going to be attractive. I love that. And I know this is going to be so helpful because um, one of the, the biggest frustrations and struggles that I hear from women is that um, they meet a potentially great guy and they do put them on this pedestal of being perfect because he has all of these external things that they think makes up a great potential partner and they end up sabotaging the date or the relationship almost every single time um, because, you know, they are striving for that to be this perfect self, even though just what you just said, perfection doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. And I haven't ever heard it phrased that way. Perfection doesn't exist. And I just, um, I I really, really like that, that concept. Um, Just like lowering everyone's basically not lowering the bar, but just taking everyone off that pedestal, including yourself, you know, not trying to get onto that pedestal. I just, I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was also very freeing to know that I can, I don't know, to drop this whole idea of what we think is beautiful mm-hmm. and, and to kind of like shift from, um, demanding a certain appearance to appreciating, you know, what we have in our bodies. Like I have this little video that I made recently about, I pick up this puppy that I was house sitting and it had spots on one side of his body, but not on the other side. Mm -hmm. And it was like, animals don't stress over their (laughs) having spots (laughs) on one side and not on the other side or if their nose is all wrinkly and the other, this other one has a long nose or, you know, they just don't do that. And, and in fact, when we look at our animal friends, we don't do it to them either. We look at them as uniquely adorable Mm -hmm. and, and lovable. And so I think we need to, we could take a tip from our animal friends and how we, or from us, (laughs) how we treat our animal friends that we can treat ourselves that way. And I, I, you know, I have a blog post I wrote recently. I know that you read it, Veronica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to post that in the show notes. And, you know, I've it. had years, years, years of feeling so, like, closed in and contracted because my mother told me I needed a nose job. I have a curve, like a very Jewish, you know, identified curved nose. And mm-hmm. she wanted me to fit in. And she thought, you know, you really should get a nose job and have it straightened out and... So, you know, decades went by with me feeling very uncomfortable with anyone, you know, knowing people were looking at me from the side, I felt extremely uncomfortable. And then I thought, wow, what a way to go through life. Yeah. You know, is this really what I'm here to do? Is this what my life is supposed to be about, to stress that someone's looking at me? And then (laughs) I began to seek for clues in how to, like, change my perspective because other people weren't looking at me the way I was fearing them looking at me. It was all inside. And I thought, I don't, I don't want to carry that burden around. That's not how I want to experience being on this planet for however long I'm here. So Mm. I think it's worthwhile to, the sooner you can get over that, the more years ahead you have of being free of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How does um, the so when you you were self conscious about your nose or the way that you looked, um, you know, anything like that? Did you feel like that you were um, also attracting those types of people who, um, you know, like, did did you think you were like creating your what's the word on the card? It's like law of attraction, um, creating your own destiny, or your own fate, like, were you attracting those types of people into your life? Was that your you know, experience? That is such an interesting question, Veronica. I never ever like looked into that. But what I do know is that for years I was attracting people that weren't loving me hmm. the way I loved them. So I think the answer probably is yes. I was attracting people who were not available for in some way or another that, you know, I lusted after them and 
they kind of put up with me for a while, actually sometimes a long while. (laughs) (laughs) But then ultimately it didn't work out. Or, I mean, I also found myself with, with guys who I wasn't that thrilled with either, but then I stayed with them because they were, I felt like I needed their attention to bolster my self-esteem. Yeah. Story of my life too. (laughs) Yeah. So it was one or the other. I was either with guys who were bolstering my self-esteem, but I wasn't really that committed to, Mm -hmm. or I really went after, but they, yeah. I remember one guy even said something about my physical appearance when he broke up with me. I went, Oh, (laughs) I was about to say some kind of like nasty language here, but Mm -hmm. it was, you can cuss on the show. It's, it's okay. I was like, Oh, sh- you know, Oh fuck. You know, I can't believe you said that to me. And that was really me. Yeah. <laughs> and, ah, that's just what I was afraid of, you know? Yeah. Uh, because another one of my things was my mother told me my, my teeth were unattractive because of, you know, just the way they were. And, and so I, I cont- I was very tense in my mouth and my lips. And he was saying to me, I, I never really liked kissing you. And, you know, there's something about your mouth. And of course, you know, when he said that, I, I was so like pain because I knew I was trying to like protect. It was all from my contortions that I was going through mm-hmm. of trying to hide my teeth or not feeling like I knew how to smile naturally. And, um, so yes, absolutely, Veronica, you're right. It, in law of attraction, that was exactly what was happening. And then mm-hmm. after that particular um, experience, I had a three-year hiatus from being in a relationship long-term. I dated a few times, but I kind of like, I did the law of attraction thing, actually. I wrote mm-hmm. down all the things I was looking for. I went, hey, wait, let's let's get straight here. This is what I want. This is what I don't want. And I made a nice long list and... Sure enough, I got the guy. <laughs> what was on that list? Uh, someone who loved me and I loved them too. Mm-hmm. Someone who accepted me and thought I was beautiful just the way I was. Um, someone who encouraged me to live my my life the way I wanted to and um, like didn't need me to follow them around. Mm-hmm. You know? So like there was an equal equality of, um, cause I had been with one guy who I really did like a lot and he liked me, but he was, he was like always in charge and it was always his decision and it had to be his way. And he didn't even want me to peel a grapefruit. No, he didn't want me to cut a grapefruit in half and eat it with a spoon. It had to be peeled. And I thought, wait, this goes too far. <laughs> I can't be controlled like this. You know, I want to eat my food the way I want to. So I, I felt like I needed someone who was easygoing and flexible and relaxed. And also, I mean, there, it went on and on. I wanted someone who could adapt to my um, ability and desires and enjoyment of camping out and roughing it, but also could go to a cocktail party and feel comfortable in both spaces. Mm. So, um, and someone who shared my values around money and around spirituality and all those things. I left off the list, unfortunately, someone who wanted to like take care of the house and cleaning it up in the same way that I wanted to. And I didn't get that. (laughs) (laughs) But Um. I have to say that after being together for 29 years, it's converged and it's really exciting. And now he's the one who gets on my case about being messy. So it's great. (laughs) Um, I'm going to make sure that Stevie listens to this episode because um, he's not a clean freak by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm just, I take being messy to a whole new level. Um, And it's definitely our number one point of contention after we moved in (laughs) together. And we're still, uh, working through it, mostly in the form of me hiring cleaners because yes, that's a really good solution. That that's what we did too. I took uh, my husband to therapy before we got married, and this was one of the the items on the list that I wanted to deal with. And the therapist looked at us and he said, "Hire a house cleaner." <laughs> um, okay, I want to. Um, okay, well, I want to go back to you know 
feeling in your body and confident and stuff like that. But I want to go a little bit further in this tangent only because I know of your story of how you met your husband. I just think it's a cool story. So can you share that? Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. I love my story. So I, as I mentioned, I've been a performer for a long time and we do world music. And I got introduced to, of all things, Transylvanian village music. And it was these Hungarian guys who were visiting Boston where I lived. And some of us from our group went to learn from these guys and three of us from the group, three gals, just like, it was like we were bitten by a mosquito or something. We just were enthralled with, I don't know, maybe it was like the attractive factor of these, this group of five guys, Mm -hmm. but we, we started to become groupies and we, I was learning bass, uh, stand-up bass at the time. And I was studying with this guy and someone else was a violinist and someone else with viola. And so we were studying with these guys while they were over here. And then they came back and we followed them to California to a camp. And then we followed them back to Hungary and uh, followed them all over Hungary for like (laughs) six weeks. It was so funny. We were quite a scene. And today, you know, 30 years later, I can see run into some of those people that knew me then and they recognize me. It's the funniest thing. Anyway, so I went to Hungary I thought, wow, I love the guys here. They are so wild and expressive, maybe a little too crazy, but I really liked it. They were, it was kind of like as inhibited as I was feeling inside myself. They showed me a, a joie de vivre, uh, you know, a, Mm -hmm. like how to like really let loose and Mm -hmm. in dance and in music and laughter and just having fun. And the other thing, uh, just as a side note, I, I, cause I was thinking about this coming on the show that there was something about the women in Hungary too, that really struck me that no matter what their size or shape or age, they looked like they knew they were gorgeous. They mm. just walked around exuding this energy of, of course I'm attractive. Of course I'm hot. And I remember like going, huh? wow, look at them. You know, I was kind of a little hunched over, you know, my shoulders forward. I didn't want anyone to see my breasts and, or, you know, Mm -hmm. attract attention to my breasts. I mean, now these days it's totally different with young kids, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but at Mm -hmm. that time it was kind of an issue for me. And they just stood up so straight and so like, um, full of themselves in a positive way that I, I, that image was one of the images that really helped me to transform my experience. So back to the guys. So I thought, okay, I love the guys here there and the gals. And, but I don't want to be in a relationship with someone 3000 miles away. Cause that would not fit into my, my list. I mean, we yeah, need to yeah. be on the same path. I want to meet a Hungarian in the U S so a couple months later, I heard from a Hungarian friend who lived in my town that my bass teacher had a cousin who just emigrated to the U.S. And I had kind of a little crush on my bass teacher, but he was in a relationship and I respected that. So, But I thought, hmm, his cousin is here. I wonder if that's my guy. So I said to this woman, well, you know, if you see him, you know, invite me over. I'd love to meet him. So months go by and I, you know, I ran into her a few times and I said, has this guy come visited you again? And she said, oh yeah, he's been here a few times. And I got the message that she didn't want me to meet him for whatever reason. She was married, but for whatever reason, she didn't want me to meet him. Mm -hmm. But then, um, she was looking for someone to paint her house on the inside. And my next door neighbor, who is a good friend of mine was a painter. And so I hooked them up and my next door neighbor came home one day after painting and said, I had the cutest Hungarian helper. And I said, oh, my God, I wonder if that's my bass teacher's cousin. Can you ask him if he's, you know, Gaze's cousin? And if he is, invite him over for dinner. So she comes home that night and she says, okay, he's coming on Thursday. And, you know, he had, he just, he had no idea what was going on. He had no idea that for months I was thinking about him. (laughs) He just, you know, got a ride over to this woman's house who invited him for dinner and said, oh, I'm inviting my neighbor. 
And I took one look at him. He was wearing a, like a homemade knit sweater that I recognize as, oh, I'm sure a girlfriend knit that for him <laughs> because <laughs> I've knit sweaters for boyfriends before. And uh, I thought, yeah, I like that. And he was pretty cute. And he didn't take his eyes off me the whole meal. I would be eating. And I'd look up and he'd be staring right at me, which really unnerved me. And I invited him over to next door to my house that night. And that was it. That was it. That that was 29 years ago. Wow. I love yeah. that story. And it's funny because if you ask him, how did you meet Linda? And he said, oh, I was just invited over to, you know, this woman's house and I met her there. He does, he, does, <laughs> he still doesn't know you're plotting to meet him for months? Oh, of course he does. Oh, still yeah. not his story. Yeah. He said, but ask Linda about her story because it goes on and on. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, okay, just one more question then. So um, when you met him, like, where were you in terms of your self-confidence and how you looked and felt in your body? Well, I truthfully, I was still, I was still very uncomfortable. I remember feeling um, like I wanted to hide certain parts of myself. He had zero problem with me. I mean, it was clear he just, you know, he could love every single inch of me, but mm-hmm. I had moles on my body that my mom had also wanted me to remove and I didn't want him to see them. And, um, you know, I wanted to be in the dark at first. And then, you know, gradually I started to trust mm-hmm. him more. And I was also making my own internal changes. So over time it's changed. Mm-hmm. It, but it, it did take, it took, I mean, that was 30 years ago. And I would say that it wasn't until the last, hmm, probably the last 15 years, 15 to 20. I mean, it took, it took about five, 10 years for me to like really become used to it because all these concepts that I'm talking to you about today, I didn't know them then. Yeah. I picked things up along the way and it was pretty gradual, you know, learning to love my body, appreciate my body. Louise Hay, if uh, Hayes, if anyone mm-hmm. ever picks up, I love my body book. Fabulous. That's where I started. And I'll link to that in the show notes for uh, everyone listening. Yeah, it's an old book. It's a goodie, oldie book goodie. And it's the basis, I think, for a lot of the self-love movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I'm familiar with Louise Hay and I've read her book. Um, I have somewhere around here. I love my, oh, you can heal your life. That's right. Yes. Um, yes. But I haven't read that one yet. So uh, that will also go onto my long yeah. list of books to read. Um, so Ver- Veronica, was there something that you asked me earlier that I didn't get to about going on a date or did I, did we cover it all? Um, well, let's, let's, yeah, let's go back to that. So I remember though on your, the blog post, and we're going to link that up in the show notes as well. I think there was five things you said about um, learning to love the way you look and just feeling more comfortable in your body. And so I don't want to put you on the spot in case you don't have that blog post up. But um, we've gone over um, three. So I don't know if these are the same three that were on the post. um, I I can't recall off the top of my head. Yeah, actually, some of them. Yeah. So the one was change how you speak to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give yourself permission to not be perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give appreciation. So that's what I was talking about with Louise Hay to really love and appreciate all the parts of yourself for, Mm -hmm. you know, for the function. I mean, like, for instance, my nose. Okay. So it's curved, but that's part of what makes me unique. Number one, but number two, I can breathe through my nose. Mm -hmm. I love breathing through my nose. It feels so good. I'm grateful for every breath I take. Yeah. So, and that my nose also humidifies and filters, you know, dust particles and whatever, and keeps my, my body, you know, nurtured moment to moment, really. So like, so that's what I mean about that. So then the two that, um, I didn't cover is about forgiving yourself, others and life. So what I mean by this is a lot of times we may feel uncomfortable with our appearance because of things that people said, like the nasty things my mother said to me, Un- you know, she had her good intentions. I'm sure she didn't, she was just unconscious. Right. And, but a lot of people are like that, or they mm-hmm. may be intentionally mean too. So the idea is number one, to forgive them. And that doesn't mean that you have to tell them to t- 
tell them that you're forgiving them, but that you're letting go of that and to find a forgiveness practice to let it go. So you're not carrying it around because you know what? They forgot about it years ago. You're the one who's still carrying it around. So find a way to let go of that. And also, even though they might've said something a long time ago, you are probably continuing to say it to yourself. And Mm -hmm. even though you're changing how you speak to yourself, I hope, and I expect (laughs) you also need to forgive yourself for not being kind to yourself up to this point. So saying, I I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I really, I was, I was wanting to protect you. I was fearful but I am sorry. I know that that was not helpful to you. And I, I love you. Please forgive me. So whatever you, there are lots of different kinds of forgiveness practice. You can just make up your own mm-hmm. or you can look up forgiveness, Google forgiveness, how to forgive yourself. And yeah. Yeah. There's some practices out there. I can put that yeah. in the show notes as well. And then the last one is, um, to focus on what you are here meant to be doing here with your life. So to kind of like, just as I alluded to before that, I realized that I, my life wasn't meant to be caught up in worrying about how I looked. I mean, I, that just was not a big enough reason for me to be here mm-hmm. on earth. It's my, I mean, some of it is very, you know, pedantic and ordinary to kind of like feed myself well and enjoy my friends and family. And I also feel like I have another kind of a purpose, which is to have an impact in like just what we're talking about today, helping people to let go of their, the burdens that hold themselves back and also to feel more comfortable and relaxed in their bodies so they can fully enjoy themselves. Like being in our bodies and experiencing life is a huge pleasure. And when you, as we learn to like experience ourselves in a visceral physical way we we become more attuned to this like interesting and pleasurable cascade of chemicals that go through us which you know happens a lot on dates you know because we have all these floods of hormones that go through us and enjoying them and feeling them and let it be a pleasure and go, wow, I love how this feels, you know, and let me ride that wave of this feeling. And not that you have to chase after it, but just to enjoy it as it comes. And then also that you have ways that you can cultivate. So that's going off a little bit on the tangent, but when you focus on what you are meant to be doing, you feel like you're plugged in to something that is meaningful and drives you forward. Yeah. I love that. And and a lot of um, women I work with actually, in some ways resist um, the feelings of when they actually like somebody because they think that, you know, they're just setting themselves up for, you know, getting rejected or just setting themselves up for a future heartbreak. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it could totally happen. There's no guarantees in life ever. Um, but I love just being able just to enjoy the feeling and just be in the moment. Um, and just and and write it out just like what you said. Yeah, like, oh, I love this feeling. I love <laughs> feeling turned on. Ooh. It's great. And you know, and to and that's also the appreciation that you can have for someone whether or not it works out, but thank you for, you know, help, you know, helping to trigger this incredible hormonal cascade inside that feels so good. Yeah. And it's only when we attach meaning to that that we get hung up, you know, Hmm. Oh, what does this mean? Is it going to last? Is it going to work out? That's all about future. Yeah. I'm sure you talk about that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And, um, I'll just throw in, throw in here. Um, um, Oh, I'm totally getting a brain fart, brain fog. Let's keep going. And then I will hopefully remember it. Um, okay. So, I want to go into shift a little bit before we close out, but anything else about just feeling confident in the way you look, um, being in your body that you feel like we haven't really gone into yet? Well, one of the things that I think is helpful is we, oh, I know what you talked about before, Veronica. It was about visualization. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's 
ties into what I wanted to say is that we expect to be able to quote unquote perform, which maybe a date is kind of like that. Anytime we're encountering somebody, it is, Mm -hmm. I guess, we're presenting ourselves. We expect to be able to be at our best, to be at our most relaxed, to be at our most natural. But the truth is that when the stakes may feel high Mm -hmm. and you don't really know what it feels like to be relaxed, to feel natural, to be grounded, that it's a crapshoot whether or not it's going to happen. So what I suggest is that people practice being relaxed. And one of the things, the re- I have a weekly relaxation audio mm-hmm. that anyone can join up for. And then I post like a month's worth on a website that people have access to. Okay, and I'll the link reason, to yeah, link please to link to that. And the reason I do that is because the more that you feel what relaxation is like, then when you're in a high stake environment, which is maybe pressing broadcast, or, you know, on a live stream or record on the video or being in front of an audience or on a date, you know what relaxation feels like and you can just drop into it. And then you can relax into that. You feel much more relaxed. So in Mm. terms of visualization, what you can do is once you're in a relaxed state, you don't even have to do mine. You can go on YouTube and just um, type in relaxation, meditation or something like that. But once you're in a place of relaxation, then allow yourself in your mind to see yourself going through the motions of going on that first date, feeling, envisioning yourself, feeling relaxed, feeling natural, feeling happy inside yourself, feeling confident, all those things, but in the kind of field of relaxation. And this is what athletes do, right? This is what Olympic athletes do, performers do. I mean, this is, you know, so go on your date like an Olympic athlete, you know, (laughs) practice your visualization Uh, and it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be for days. It can be brief. mm -hmm. And also to open yourself up. I, you know, this is the spiritual side in me. I open myself up to the universe or to guidance and say, allow this to be you know, the most that it can be or to bring me the greatest joy or to be the most authentic or whatever it is that your intention is. Invite the, I don't know, the flow of the universe to kind of be on your side, you know, to help, you know, like before I go on a podcast, I open myself up and I say, please help me to to articulate in a way that the people who are listening will get something of value. So on a date, you might say, please help me to bring myself to this so that I may enjoy this evening and be open to whatever it has, or to be open to the gifts that this relationship for this evening has and, and to kind of surrender to whatever is meant to be. I I totally love that. And that also reminds me what I was going to say earlier when I had brain fart. Um, and that is, you know, we do attach, and I did this um, for years as well, like putting attachment onto, and this is part of what makes us so nervous and un- unable to relax, I think is putting attachment, like, is this person my future husband or partner or whatever it is that you're looking for rather than just, um, I mean, of course, just like enjoying the date and enjoying the person for who um, for who he is, but also just allowing each person to and each date to be a learning experience to be an opportunity for growth. Because I was just watching a TED talk earlier, and they quoted Bill Nye, like everyone has something to teach you. Um, and I think just coming into that space just kind of takes some of the pressure off. Because I think we a I lot love of pressure that. on ourselves for like, oh, I got to make sure he's like, on, you know, checks off like the list that he is X height and X job and all these things. <laughs> yeah. But to see like every encounter as mm-hmm. a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. And you know, like coming back to the relaxation, when you allow your body to feel relaxed, you are also much more in tune with your intuition and your mm-hmm. awareness to say, you know what? This guy was great. I really enjoyed this thing. Mm, not really. Yeah. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe, but, you know, when you are relaxed, you're, you've got much more cognitive perception. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And this, and this is actually just something I taught inside, um, to my, uh, dating mindset boot campers about, you know, tapping into this intuition and how to access it, how to use it on dates. So I love this because it just ties in so well. Cool. Um, okay. So before I let you go, I want to pivot just a little bit only because I know this is definitely not my area of expertise, but, um, definitely something that I've had to learn. And I know that, um, my clients, the one in my community want to get better at. And that is just knowing what to say, conversation starters. So just a little bit of a backstory. So I can get up and teach a yoga class. I can te- I can talk on a podcast. I can um, teach a fitness class, get up and talk about whatever I'm teaching. And like teaching is fine. But, and, but then I always used to say that I'm teaching is fine. And then for me, put me in a room that I have to like network or socialize, like and my anxiety is going to go through the roof. Um, but then I was thinking about it and I real and I remembered and I forgot because I just, you know, I just wasn't thinking about it. But when I started teaching fitness classes almost 10 years ago now, I got really, really, really nervous before I would teach. And I f- totally forgot that I used to get that nervous about teaching. <laughs> um, and I realized that I don't feel nervous about teaching, even if it's in front of 500 people, because I've been doing it and it's a skill that I've learned. Um, and that just made me realize like, this is just simply a skill to learn. Um, and it's totally learnable, like, and just like any other skill, some people are going to have more of a natural ability than others, but just because you're bad at like socializing or going to a happy hour, then it's, it's just a skill. So, and I know you're skilled at this. (laughs) Um, what are some, you know, tips, conversation starters, things that you, um, that you do, or that would be helpful for someone who, um, you know, doesn't necessarily want to date online, but even if they, even if they are dating online, just want to meet people at networking events or happy hours or meetups. Like what are some, what are some of your best, what's the best you got? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I can't say that I've been to, um, meetups for this purpose because I don't think meetups existed when I was on the dating. Oh, yeah. So, um, but I do go to a lot of conferences mm-hmm. and network and yeah, same, same uh, idea. Yeah. It's the same kind of idea. Yeah. So what I like to do is kind of start with what is obvious, which is like, um, you know, Hey, what's your name? Have you been to something like this before? Is this your first time? Where do you come from? So it's kind of like, just like starting from, you know, just standing next to somebody mm-hmm. and, you know, and so like, let's say it's, I, I don't know what these events are like, but I know what like a, a reach, um, a conference would be like, uh-huh. you know, there are people milling around and some people are talking and some people are by themselves. And, I generally, you know, like to start with someone who's right near me, happens Mm -hmm. to be right near me and, um, you know, say, hi, how you're doing? How's it going? Or something like that. And then, you know, where are you from? Um, what I, I, I mean, sometimes I say, you know, what do you do? But I like to personally like to go outside the box a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I like to say things, what do you like to do for fun? Hmm. Or um, do you have any tips for these kinds of events? <laughs> hmm. Or um, are is there anyone, are you by yourself or do you know people here? Oh, that's a good one. Um, let me think what else. If there, I mean, usually I'm at an event where there is a another focus. Mm-hmm. So a big thing for me is what did you think of that? What did you mm-hmm. think of that speaker? Or what are you looking forward to today? Or what what did you which uh, breakout session did you go to? What did what did you think of it? So a lot of of uh, my liners are have to do with with the content of the of the time spent there. But if you're just if it's just like a, a social hour. You don't have that same kind of thing, but it could be, what are you drinking? <laughs> yeah. Or, um, was it a long day today? You know, just kind of be friendly, you know, you know, did you just get out of work? You know, what do you do? And tell me about it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have to like think more deeply. I mean, as I yeah. said, most of my experiences when the, there is an other focus. Mm-hmm. And so there, a lot of the questions would be derived from that. But I do have another um, piece that I have talked about at networking events is that is a lot of times people are in groups and like, how do you get into groups? Yeah. And, um, it may be, especially if you've already talked one-on-one to someone and then you see them in a group, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a little bit of an entrance way for you to just kind of like mosey over and stand a little bit behind and just be present and listen in. And very often, you know, you'll get a feel if people open up in terms of their, you know, body language and yeah. they make space for you and you can kind of enter in or someone might turn to you and say something. So it's nice. um, It's worthwhile. I mean, I generally, as I said, I start with someone who's next to me. The next thing I probably do is glance around the room and see who's by themselves Mm -hmm. and say, hey, you know, how you're doing? You know, just say, hey, how you doing? And then I also would look at people who are grouped together and and just challenge myself to to see if there's a way to. I'm getting a book idea for you guys, um, how to like, just see if I can penetrate or fuse into a a group conversation. Mm -hmm. So the, the book idea is called rejection proof and it's by a guy named Jia Jang. And I love, love. Oh, I've seen his video. Yes, he has a he has a couple of TED talks. Yeah. Really, really interesting. And when I read this book, it totally changed the game for me uh-huh. in terms of how I look at rejection. And I think it would be an awesome resource for your your. Um, I didn't your know audience. there was a book. Yeah, I love that video. It's um, a funny, funny book. It's a great read aloud book. Oh, good. Um, and just so everyone is on the same page. So, I how do you say his name, Judge? I think it's Ja, J-I-A, Jang, J-I-A-N-G. And he's from Beijing. He came over here um, to go to school. So just to, I mean, I watched the video almost a year ago, so it's not quite fresh in my mind. But um, basically what he does is he just thinks of these crazy things that he's going to ask people because he's not doing well in his business because he's not doing very well with rejection. And so he makes a list of these like just insane things he's going to ask of people so he can practice being rejected. Um, and I can't remember the, some of the things like he went to us like an, a stranger's house and was like, Hey, can I play soccer in your backyard? I mean, like really like obscure things. And, um, again, a practice to, on practice on getting rejected and, it, and he didn't get rejected. I don't think for any of the things that he, <laughs> he, um, asked for. So. Um, he actually, he, no, it was a, definitely a mix. He got, oh, he got a mix. Okay. okay. He definitely got a, a mix. And what's interesting about the book is that he, he really learns about what goes in to these, what we call rejection. What is it really about? Mm-hmm. And how do we like change, tip the scales? Mm-hmm. And how do we also just realize it's a numbers game? Uh, so yeah, what, I what I mean by that is that you know, if you ask 10 people the same thing, you're going to get a breakdown of different responses. Yeah. yeah. So it's not about you entirely. It's only partially about you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whether it depends where other people are at. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the other thing he learned, which is fantastic, is that if you don't ask, you'll never know. And because he got experiences, he got to have experiences that he would never, ever, ever even thought of getting because he had the courage to ask, expecting and even anticipating rejection. So it's a fascinating book. And I think it has a lot to teach all of us. Awesome. I love that. Definitely put that one in the in the show notes. Um, yeah, and this is definitely still a skill that I'm working on. I took an improv class probably five years ago, um, which was a really um, just a good experience for me just to learn to how to be a little bit more conversational, think of things on the fly, because it is a skill. Um, and it's just and it just really takes practice at the end of the day. I yeah. Think. 
Um, okay. So I didn't tell you, well, first of all, um, let the listeners know how, um, they can find you online. Okay. So my website is Linda Ugolo. That's U G E L O W, but it'll be in the show notes.com. Mm-hmm. And that's my handle for all social media as well. Cool. And, um, and I will put up the link for the relaxation weekly audios that I, I send out. Cool. Awesome. And then um, the part that I forgot to tell you before we were talking, um, the question I ask all of my guests, it's not a hard question, um, is what is your favorite way to treat yourself? <laughs> you, you mean like like as a celebration after working hard or? Uh, just what, however it shows up. I mean, I talk a lot to my clients about dating themselves, treating themselves the way they want to be treated. And that means different things, different people. So um, when you're just, when you want to treat yourself, when you want to, whether it's after, you know, a hard thing that you've just accomplished, or if it's just a daily thing you do, whatever it is. Well, I'm going to pick something that is not a daily thing, but I'm lusting after at the moment, which okay. is to get a massage. <laughs> and, um, it's something that at one time in my life I did more regularly and, uh, for various reasons, it's not something that I do now, but I'm kind of like, I, it's coming up in my future. I'm getting ready for that. So that's going to be a big treat. Nice. But I do try to treat myself well throughout the day. Good. Love yeah. it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Linda. This was, um, a really, really wonderful conversation and so many, gems of wisdom and goodness that I know that, I mean, I learned a lot and I know that my listeners are going to love and learn a lot as well. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Veronica. Okay. Thank you for listening to date yourself radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.